It's time to get informed and inspired. This is Saturday Morning Live, sponsored by Asset Advisors, LLC, at Linden Sheet Metal on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Well, good morning and welcome to Saturday Morning Live. I am so happy to be back in the saddle again. And first of all, I just have to give a shout out. Thank you, Charlie, for taking my second Saturday of the month last weekend as I was still traveling out of country. Um, But I'm back and in the studio today. I'm streaming live on Facebook. So hi to all my my uh, Facebook world, as well as the world of KGMI and the Saturday Morning Live listeners, you guys, I am, I am, um, I'm always so blessed to be able to come on and have a special time and a, share a morning with you and share our thoughts and bring guests on. And my husband is in the room with me again. He's been my favorite uh, guest that I've been able to have with me over the last several months, and he's. Oh, he is going to show up on the Facebook and say hi to y'all, but he's off camera, um, but joining us as my number one support and cheerleader. But this morning, um, I have two very special guests in uh, the studio with me this morning, and it's Joshua and Rebecca Wilson. And come to find out, I've been friends with Rebecca. We've kind of ran in the same circles for the last probably year, maybe two years, actually. And here we are now for the first time actually face-to-face in the studio together. But in between us is her amazing, and I would call hero, husband, who um, I was introduced to this video on Rumble just yesterday morning of all times. And it was called The Discarded lawless enforcement and i was i was i was compelled to watch it of course and so i did and so here comes this humble man on this rumble interview that lasted about 12 minutes and he's sharing his story and it happened to be local right here in bellingham in my state and my um county and he's a was a local uh police officer that was forced to make uh, of 19 years m- mind you and not just a police officer, he was a corporal of 19 years in serving Bellingham as one of our servant angels, and he's telling his compelling story about what happened during the pandemic and how the lawless enforcement of that at the same time that I was on the radio going, hold the line, don't give in, stay strong. You know, I'm cheering everybody on in my Facebook world and losing my well, my Facebook page because of it, and here I'm cheering on, and yet here he is on the front lines, and bam, there he goes. Um, he had to make a very, very harrowing decision. So, Joshua, welcome, and thank you. Um, he said, I called him yesterday. By the way, let me finish the rest of the story. I called him. I'm like, I'm, my husband and I and Bob and I had this whole thing. It's time to take the elephant out of the room and talk about the jabs, the shots, the ruthlessness of what that's been taking place. So that was going to be our topic until I watched this about Joshua. I'm like, I'm going to find him on Facebook. I'm going to track him down. So I start tracking him down and, and uh, I friend him. I private message him and give him my phone number. And he calls me. He's like, I'm going to throw up <laughs> was his first words. I'm like, it's okay. Just come and be real and come and be real to all of us here in the studio today. So 
Um, he agreed to come, and I said, please bring Rebecca if you can, if you can find a place for your your three little boys, because your story is also her story, and we want to hear it from both of you. So welcome to the studio, Joshua and Rebecca. It is so exciting to have you here. Uh, thanks for having us, sir. We're pleased to be here. Well, thank you. Um, so Joshua, let's just start. You, tell us a little bit about your, briefly about your journey, because you were in the Bellingham Police and tell us about your your story there a little bit and what it where it all began I mean just the fact that you became a police officer and somebody that wants to serve the community how does that begin sure yeah so uh, again if you watch a video it kind of goes over my my story and um, how I became a police officer and just I wanted to serve the community and and help people just kind of one of those things you grew up as a kid that you wanted to do and um, yeah I just uh, that was the start of it, and um, I applied with the Bellingham Police Department in 2002, and um, I worked uh, my rank up to corporal, and I was there for 19 years and uh, until the, the mandate in September of uh, 2021 uh, came out. So when that mandate came out in 20 of 21, and then all of a sudden we have our very um, – well, far, far, far left mayor, Seth Fleetwood, he's cracking down and he's cracking down in the city. And that's when things started affecting us locally, because when he started cracking down in the city and everybody had to wear masks. And how is that, by the way, having to put a mask on and, a, and go up to a car with a mask on? I mean, I, um, I, I, I did have I did get pulled over during that time for speeding just a little bit one time. And this this poor this poor Mount Vernon police comes up in a mask and I just look at him like, well, you poor person. What was it like to have to do all that mandate mask stuff? Yeah, it was tough. You know, again, at the beginning, we didn't really know what we were dealing with. And, um, you know, we didn't have masks at the very beginning and then finally got them. And again, not knowing what we were dealing with, it was uh, it was okay at the beginning. And then, you know, when things started coming out um, that were a little bit different. Yeah, it was hard, uh, especially when you had adrenaline and things like that. It was hard to obviously breathe in a mask. Yeah. Um, but uh, again, if it, uh, you know, people believed it helped the the community or, or helped spread the the virus, and you know, obviously we didn't have a problem trying to help with that. So. Yeah, yeah. You know what? And you're out there to serve, and and I could see how the, if you thought that that person says, mm-hmm. well, this makes me feel more safe that you're in a mask, then of course you're going to do it. You're sure. you're a public servant. So, you know what? <clears throat> As I've said all along with, when I've been on the radio, I'm like, there's. I always say shame off you. There's no shame in whether or not you believe the masks work, whether you believe they didn't work, whether you believe that the jab was, work, was for you and it didn't or you were coerced. There's so many scenarios but what we're talking about here, uh, Joshua, is your scenario, and I think you represent so many um, fellow officers, uh, firefighters, and uh, medical uh, personnel that had to make this decision when the mandate came out. Probably the hardest decision of your life. Some people just jo- drove right in and got it, but you didn't. You struggled with it a mm-hmm. bit. Tell us about that struggle. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it was a tough one to watch. Um, we kind of did our own research and, and talked to folks and just saw the data and what was happening and 
you know, people were getting the shot and then obviously getting COVID after the shot, just things didn't really make sense. And, you know, for our, our personal reasons and beliefs, we, we chose not to, to get it at the time and kind of wanted to wait and see how the things played out and, you know, how the shot played out and all that. And, um, yeah, at the, at the end of the day, we chose not to, not to take it. So, so Joshua, we're going to go on break here probably in about 30 seconds. So we'll come back after that to uh, to talk about one thing that you said that was just fascinating to me was that you you just wanted a reason to get the shot. You right. looked for a reason to get this inoculation, to get this shot. You, and um, and that was that was intriguing to me because I, that just showed how deep the struggle was. And we'll continue right after the break. The winter savings continue at Linden Sheet Metal. The holidays are over, but it's not too late to buy a gift for your home and save money while doing it. Linden Sheet Metal has furnace, air conditioner, and heat pump discounts up to $900. Utility rebates up to $1,500. And beginning January 1, there are tax credits up to $2,000 off. And it doesn't end there. Showroom fireplace models are discounted 40%, and new fireplaces are $300 off installation. The benefits of a new energy-efficient fireplace, heating, or cooling system will help you save on future energy bills and can increase the value of your home. Call Linden Sheet Metal today to schedule a free estimate. Our consultants will come out and find the best solution for your home. We also offer easy financing with low monthly payments. Now is a great time to upgrade your home. Linden Sheet Metal, serving the Northwest for over 80 years. This is Dick Donahue with Asset Advisors, and for over 12 years, we have been bringing you Wealth Wake Up every Saturday and Sunday. Saturday, we focus on investment management, retirement, tax planning topics, and some of the political influences on your planning for the future. And on Sunday, we focus on the latest economic updates for the United States and globally. During these challenging political and economic times, we try to provide you the latest information to assist you in your decision making. Call us at 360-733-1200. Go to our website at Wealth Wake and join us live at 11 a.m. on Saturdays or 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings here on KGMI. The opinions voiced on Wealth Wake Up with Dick Donahue are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Wealth Wake Up are not affiliated with CWM LLC. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Welcome back to KGMI and Saturday Morning Live. And if you're just joining us here live streaming on the radio, um, I just want to let you know that I have the most amazing heroic guests in the studio with me. Joshua and Rebecca Wilson are in the studio with me. And if you have not yet seen his video, you can find it on my Facebook wall in the comments of my uh, announcement yesterday, and I will post it again. And it's a rumble video that was created um, um, for Joshua, actually an interview, and it's called The Discarded. And then the other title is Lawless Enforcement. You want to look that up on Rumble. It is an absolutely phenomenal 
um, video that really goes into Joshua's story. And I saw it yesterday morning, and that's why Joshua and Rebecca are in the studio with me, because I did a whole twist of change of what I was going to be talking about this morning, and I am just so blessed to have them. And where we went to the break is is that I was just um, talking with Joshua and Rebecca. Now, I have Rebecca in here because they have three children. They had a big decision to make about whether or not to um, choose yes or no about this um, this experimental what they're called a vaccination, which we find it is not an evacuation, a vaccination at all, um, because it's still an experiment. It's an inoculation. It's a jab. It's a shot. I will call it anything because it is not a vaccination because it is not preventing, stopping, slowing anything, as we have now come to find out. But back in January, back in 2021, we didn't know this. Neither of us did, and neither did Joshua and Rebecca. So there was kind of some struggle, and in this video he said, "I was get, just give me a reason." He was looking for reasons to get this this jab, this shot, this vaccination. Tell us the struggle, both of you. Go ahead and talk. You too, Rebecca. Take a <laughs> take a stab at this, Rebecca, because I know we're back on the front lines. Hold the line, but yet now your own husband, of nineteen years on the police force, lots of time off, lots of retirement. It could be all gone away with one decision. Well, we've never really been scared of vaccines before. Um, all of our children are vaccinated, but there was just something that felt wrong about this one in particular. And even when Trump happened to be in office and was talking about warp speed and bringing these vaccines to market, I remember driving home from a camping trip with Joshua and we were in the car and I said, I'm really nervous about this. I'm, I'm nervous that they're going to force these shots on us. And at the time, he was like, I don't think that's going to happen. That's not something you have to worry about. But as the months progressed and it became evident that we were headed down the road of tyranny towards a destination where people were not going to be able to choose for themselves and not going to be given that bodily autonomy, um, we really struggled. And the, we knew that when Josh says he was looking for a reason to take the shot, it's because it would have been a lot easier to take the shot. Yeah. <laughs> and it wouldn't have just been easier on him. It would have been easier on me and the kids. And, you know, Josh had a really – he had a really powerful discussion with the boys in the backseat of our car one day. And, and we brought them into the fold too. Like this was a family decision. But ultimately – we felt that deep personal and religious conviction not to do it. And the Bible verse that I kept coming back to was, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and give unto God what is God's. And our bodies were not for sale and our freedom was not for sale. And so we made the decision and it was a very personal and it was a very religious one, but we made the decision that this was not something that we were going to go forward with, and it came at great personal sacrifice, especially for my husband, um, but it was a time that was um, filled with fear and uncertainty, and the ground underneath us felt shaky, and the only place we knew we could definitely go to was to God, and so we gave him our burden, and we took his yoke upon our shoulders instead, and that's, I guess, where we are today. We're, very, we're happy with our decision. It's been very difficult. It's painful. We look back and we've lost friends and we've lost people who have meant to us 
meant a great deal to us along the way. Um, but we we do go to bed and we do rest with our heads on those pillows pretty easy at night. We, we are confident we made the right decisions for ourselves. We realize that our decisions are not everybody else's decisions. And so Josh and I hold space for people who have made different decisions because I think at the time – there were a lot of really scared people running around Mm -hmm. trying to make the best decisions they knew how with Mm -hmm. the information they had. Mm -hmm. And I think the problem was is there were different groups of people with different information. And so some of my information was completely different than my family and friends' information. And because of that and because of, you know, the the convictions that Josh and I felt, we we made different decisions. Mm You know, I love that that the the phrase we keep space, we hold space for those, and that's where grace comes in. I yeah. just there's grace upon everyone because right now those that have had to make the decision through coercion, through um, th- through I don't want to lose my job, I can't lose my job. I just grace upon you. Yeah. You know, may God's hand be upon your life and your body because you know Joshua, you did make this at great sacrifice. And talk to us a little bit about the the persecution that actually was like those that at one time in the in your video it's you said there were thirty of you that stood strong. Mm-hmm. In the end, how many actually I know Clark was one of them, yeah. Burgalt, <laughs> proud proud of you as well. Uh and and others that um others how many were left that actually didn't do this that walked away from the Bellingham yeah, Police Department. There was about twelve or thirteen of us, I believe, that uh, were were terminated for not complying with the mandate. But you know, everybody's got their their situation, and there were some that that had to just financially, and and they may not have been in a in a spot that we were in. And again, you know, I, I tell the story. This is just my story, but I know so many people, um, friends that lost their jobs. Uh, over this this mandate and and maybe their jobs aren't highlighted you know i've I've got a buddy that's an electrician uh he was an electrician for the state of washington and and he was terminated over the mandate and you know it might not be as a flashy job and it and and it just it's hard because his story doesn't get out there as much yeah. and and yeah. if I can use this platform to bring awareness to this issue and and not only just a vaccine mandate but you know a medical mandate and it's just it's wrong to to do that um you know i had my my mother got uh, terminated from the the hospital for mm. for not complying so this hits a lot of different people and again this is just my story and um there's just so many other stories like that but yeah the 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 persecution was just it was it was hard um you know the city uh when they they denied my exemption they told me that i was a danger to the community and a danger to to my coworkers, and I think that hurt the most. And again, looking for reasons to to um, comply, you know, that was a big one. It was I, I served the community for 19 years. I I would lay down my life for the community. And um, again, seeing what was happening with these shots and people still getting COVID, it didn't make sense that here I am a danger. Uh, and again, if I was a danger, why wasn't I just terminated immediately? That, see, that's where yes. that's to me where it, it just kind of tweaks my brain a little bit. And 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 you guys, every one of you that's listening or watching that has somebody in their life that has been affected by this, that isn't maybe so flashy and a public servant like, you know, a, 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 
a police officer or a state patrol or something, but yet it mattered just as much to your family. What took place to you mattered just as much. And that's where, you know, God bless every single one of you that had to go through the loss after loss after loss. God bless every one of you that had to make the decision to take this inoculation and yet had to take it through guilt. I know people, Joshua and Rebecca, that literally bawled and bawled and went and sat there in their cars as they were given their shot in the car with such regret and feeling of shame and literally had no other choice. They were fully coerced, drived away, drove away just going, what have I done? I had, I mean, so like the anguish that's out there as a result of this lawless mandate, this lawless enforcement that took place now, and we're seeing the repercussions of it. It's it's just heart wrenching. So I thank you so much, Joshua, for having the heart to call out those many, the electrician that work for the state and and others. And we're already at break. I told you guys. I warned you. It goes fast. We'll be right back right after the break. You love what you find at Wilson. Your living room is looking pretty good, but there's something missing in that corner. It's time for a trip to Wilson's. Wilson's Furniture will have dozens of great-looking accent chairs to choose from, and one is bound to be perfect for your room. And right now, with winter sale pricing, that chair will look even better. Wilson's Furniture in Ferndale. Start off the new year with the resolution to get a better night's sleep. And Wilson's Furniture has one of the largest selections of mattresses in the Northwest. Memory foam, pillow top, inner spring, and adjustable in a wide range of firmness levels that guarantee you'll find the perfect mattress for you. All at winter sale pricing. Wilson's open seven days a week. Family room, living room, bedroom, or kitchen. If one or more of the rooms in your house needs a new look, then look to Wilson's Furniture to help you out. And with winter sale pricing, Wilson's will help you get the look for any room just the way you want it and at a price that will make you happy. Wilson's on Pacific Highway in Ferndale. Dewey Griffin Subaru is driven by one simple concept. If we all give a little, we'll all have a lot. These days, the Dewey motto rings truer than ever. Kindness, care, and safety have never been more important. That's why Subaru and the team at Dewey Griffin are doing their part to keep you and your loved ones safe while driving. Need a new Subaru? Stop by Dewey Griffin and learn about special ordering locally from Dewey Griffin Subaru. You'll get to build your own Subaru with all the new options you want, and you'll support a dealership that supports our community. From the Ascent to the Outback, from the Forester to the Impreza, and the all-new Crosstrek, a Subaru from Dewey Griffin will get you and your family where you need to go safely. Need service? Dewey's Express Service Center is fast, convenient, and there's no appointment necessary. At Dewey Griffin, get the service you need when you need it. And they'll throw in a free car wash with any service. Dewey Griffin Subaru. Community-minded, community-driven, and the only Subaru-certified tire and service center in the county. We don't have the usual traffic jams that they have in the big city. But sometimes, things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI Traffic Alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are. And if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. 
the latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Don't worry about your furnace on the coldest days of the year. Talk with West Mechanical, your independent train dealer, about replacing your old inefficient furnace with a train comfort system. Today, find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with EMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. CBS News Brief. Massive layoffs hitting Google. CBS's Janet Shemlian tells us 12,000 employees are being shown the door. So many people in a similar position and severance packages vary widely. Here at Google, they've announced at least 16 weeks of severance pay and six months of health care. Hackers were able to access the personal data of 37 T-Mobile customers. CBS's Wendy Gillette. The company says the data breach was discovered January 5th and did not include passwords, PIN numbers, social security numbers, or bank account or credit card information. Elon Musk was on the witness stand yesterday. He's being sued over tweets from 2018. Our Steve Futterman reports. Musk told the court, just because I tweet something doesn't mean people believe it and will act accordingly. Investors in Tesla accused Musk of lying when he tweeted that he had lined up financing to take Tesla private. They claim because it never materialized, they lost billions. CBS News Brief, I'm Stacey Lynn. Well, good morning, and we are back on Saturday Morning Live. And my name is Becky Taylor. And if you ever wanted to find me on Facebook, because if you find me, you're going to find Joshua and you're going to find Rebecca, because they're both tagged. Hashtag I am Becky, B-E-C-K-I. Just hashtag that all in one word. And usually that should bring up um, my my posts or some posts that then you can follow me too. So um, I just want to thank this last caller that called in. And you didn't give your name, but you are one of our medical professional heroes um, that also held the line. And thank you for calling in. I wish I could have had you on air. And if you want to call back in and come back on air, I would love to have you come back on and say hello to us. And um, and it is important to bring awareness to all of those that have had to go through these kinds of dark days and dark day of the soul even. And as a result of of uh, Joshua being willing to sit down with some interviewer and somebody that was wanting to take his story down and push it out on on um, Rumble. And now many are watching that, and it's continuing to multiply, and I hope you take it and multiply it and share it and share it and share it because it's how we connect, right? It's how we connect in a very big world because people have been reaching out to you guys, Rebecca, right? Yeah, I was, I was telling Becky during the break that we've had um, people reach out to us from Canada, officers from Vancouver, who have told us that they thought they were the only ones. They thought they were alone in this, and they were so inspired and so encouraged by the video. And so that has, my goodness, that has lifted us up so much in the past week. Um, it has just really made us feel like this whole thing has turned out to be a blessing. We thought that we were cursed in the beginning, and lo and behold, God had our back this entire time, and we feel so blessed. Yeah, and we're just we're so happy that um, people are starting starting to come out of the woodwork. And I think we were all made to feel as though we were alone. I, I wonder if that was part of the agenda was to isolate us and make us feel lonely. And the truth was is that we were never really alone. Isn't that it is absolutely the truth in that. We were, there were so many of us out there trying to pull ourselves into groups of people to go, 
to stand through this. Yeah. I mean, it, it has been a, boy, uh, uh, you get canceled, you get silenced. And um, many people, including myself, have lost close family, family members that I haven't seen, whites of their eyes for three years, and they live right in the county with me, closest to my heart. Yeah. But because of the information they were given versus the information I was given, mm-hmm. they fully believe what they believe, and I fully believe what I believe. And I'm not willing to cross over that line. Mm-hmm. And we've all had to stand. And like you said, the ground was shaky. But, but we both know that when you stand on the rock, the rock, mm-hmm. you know, that is that you guys literally did stand on the rock of God. And he turns all things around for his good. Mm-hmm. All things work mm-hmm. together for good to those that love God. And that's what we're seeing all across the nation. And even this whole pandemic has, is beginning to turn. It's, it's, the tide is beginning to turn. And you guys made such a, a choice decision. Now, talk to us a little bit, at least for those that are here locally. Um, Joshua, you gave some numbers about how low. I mean, there were, oh, oh you said it, how, many, how many officers were left at the Bellingham Police Department were between 12 and 13, mm-hmm. did you say? Mm-hmm. So that's all. Out of 30 that stood... 12 or 13 remained and lost their jobs. That's a huge job loss Mm -hmm. for our city. Mm -hmm. And so give a little bit of the stats of what that looks like, where are they at now? And for any of you, and I had Bill Elfo on, um, if you guys remember, uh, Sheriff Bill Elfo, and we'll talk about that because he was the one that came through for Joshua and his family because Joshua is a sheriff now for the sheriff's department. But... um, but there was an interim time where you didn't know what was going to happen and where your future was, and that was a scary time. But where is the Bellingham at? The crime is up like two-thirds, one-third. The crime is up, skyrocketed in Bellingham, and everybody knows it. Every single day I'm on the net neighborhood watch stuff, robberies and crime and crime and crime. So talk to us a little bit about what's going on as a result of Seth Fleetwood's mandate and Jay Inslee's mandate for the city of Bellingham I believe Seth Fleetwood is the top of destroying the community's ability to watch over the community. I'm sorry, but that's a rant. And I, I, there, who else? He, it, it fell on him, and he's the one that made it happen and yeah. caused all this fall away. Yeah. Well, you know, the only thing I can really speak on is again the, the numbers. Uh, when you take 12 or 13 people away from any workforce, that's a that's a big dent, especially a, a department uh, that size. And, um, you know, I don't know where they are now. Again, it's been a year, um, but I know uh, a lot of agencies are struggling with hiring uh, cops, and it's just a, a weird time right now. And, um, yeah, that's, a, 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 again, a direct um, correlation to being able to stop crime. And when you take that many cops off the road, I think that's, that's a danger to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had to collapse so many units. Maybe you can speak to some of those units they collapsed. Yeah, I mean, they we had, they had a traffic division, um, you know, uh, uh, a proactive division, uh, neighborhood division, uh, and all those got collapsed down to uh, detectives and patrol. And um, it's just, I think that's a disservice to the, the community um, when that happens. So. Definitely. Well, we have a caller that just called in. I'm going to do my best to put my earphones on my on my uh, on the Facebook because we do have a caller. So, Rob. Welcome this morning to uh, Saturday Morning Live. 
Yeah. Uh, hi, good morning. Uh, I, I just uh, tuned in and heard uh, just a few minutes of, uh, it sounded like you were talking about all the what we went through with COVID. Um, so I'm hoping not treading on your guest and the, the law enforcement. I, didn't, I don't have the whole context to what's the morning, but I did want to input because I'm, I'm a retired doctor here, medical doctor in, in Bellingham. Grew up here, worked most of my life away from here and came back. And, um, you know, it's not unique to Bellingham, but I, I look back on the whole COVID now. Uh, you know, I had to do a lot of uh, uh, creativity to to get a hold of uh, some ivermectin and have it on hand because I had read the literature. Um, I couldn't mention that to uh, our primary doctor here uh, for my, myself or my parent because that's verboten. That was verboten. Uh, the American Medical Association, uh, I'm sorry to say, uh, my specialty association, um, they have disgraced themselves in a way that I don't think can ever be recovered. They bought the party line along with corporations. Um, medical licensing board, including the Washington licensing board, were basically threatening uh, your license um, and the livelihood of uh, the doctors you went to uh, if they uh, offered alternatives. Uh, if they looked at the literature beyond the uh, the decree of, of the government. And I don't, you know, we can try to recover, but, you know, when you lose trust, when trust is gone, it never will come back completely, and I will never trust my professional associations. Uh, I'll never even trust the New England Journal of Medicine, which is the gold standard, because they also went that way. And uh, the, the major British journal, The Lancet, um, published a false article that uh, – uh, slandered uh, anyone uh, such as uh, Robert Malone, who invented mRNA and was uh, was dead set against the vaccine, and uh, they had to retract it. But we've got a lot of dirty mess to be cleaned up, and uh, it's going to take a long time. And people need to be, I mean, you can't, you can't call out professional associations unless you're a member, but I haven't seen much of that yet because most of the people most of the doctors, for example, they're afraid of losing their license, and that's a that's a that's a loss of livelihood. And I'm sure, and police um, faced that too if they spoke out, uh, uh, being laid off and their career destroyed. Uh, we came very close to uh, the kind of behavior and psychosis they saw in the Salem witch trials that they saw in Nazi Germany, where normal, law-abiding, nice people, um, a lot of them turned into monsters. If you didn't have your mask on outside. Uh, they gave you a look. Uh, so we have a lot of soul-searching to do, and a lot of that has to be done on the part of those who thought they were the enforcers, and I'm afraid that they haven't looked into their own soul yet at this point. Wow, Rob, you just gave me chills. I appreciate you so much for calling in. Thank you for being a hero yourself and uh, and standing strong, Dr. Rob, and continuing to be a voice. Don't stop talking to others, and again, Thank you ever so much for your call this morning. I really appreciate you and and your stance. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye. Well, you guys, wow. Wow. Wow, indeed. Yeah. So, I mean, there it, it just shows you that this has affected everyone. But you know what? To have a... Um, a, a medical professional call in and be able to express what they are. This is what's happening is that people are now speaking up and it's happening and they're able to express what they actually feel and they're not getting canceled. That's the thing is, is, is that is slowing down a little bit because what's going to happen. So, so when you guys made the decision to not take it and we're like, well, I'm going to lose everything. I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose my pension. I'm going to lose what I have 
you know, mm-hmm. support, supposedly for the future. But you know what? Now that people are finding out how, I mean, every single day, there was just two days ago, a young police officer, was it in Idaho? Who was that? That Idaho, that 25 years old, literally dropped dead of a cardiac arrest while he was driving his car. That could have been an alternative. That's the Russian roulette. You don't know when you get this inoculation whether you're going to be the one susceptible to um, to the, the to the uh, injury. And you'd said that you actually know people that actually have vaccine mm-hmm. injury as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, have uh, some people that I know that had some heart issues um, and uh, that had anaphylactic shock uh, from the vaccines and and um, yeah and I think like anything there's a risk to any medication but um, again looking at the overall uh, everything from it not being effective um, to, to possible injuries yeah those are all reasons to, to not take it mm-hmm. and it sure doesn't hurt having a wife behind you going not going to happen. Yeah, no. <laughs> Wife was very supportive. Oh, man. I remember um, my sister, you know, her husband was kind of like, you know, she, he didn't, he wasn't quite in the, the know of flow of knowledge that, that we are, you know, Rebecca back in that early day. And he's like, I think, you know, maybe I should show, go get it. And she literally would have laid her body down in front of the car and said, you're going to have to roll the wheels over my body before I let you get in there. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's how, what a strong conviction she had, which I felt the same way. I almost had the same for my parents. Even I'm like, I'm laying my body down. No, this isn't going to happen at that time. That's just how passionate I was about it. So in between you have a story to tell. And I just think you guys, this is just a heartwarming. Oh, and guess what? It's time for another break <laughs> and it goes so fast. So one last break, and then we'll be back and wrap this up with a great heartwarming story. Plumbers, electricians, HVAC technicians. These jobs are in demand right now, big time. For every five retiring, just one is entering the trades. As we come into a new year, it's time to change the definition of success and how to achieve it. Hi, I'm Brad Barron, CEO at Barron Heating, AC, Electrical, and Plumbing. My grandpa Dan founded Barron over 50 years ago with the goal to provide our community with quality service while supporting his employees with exceptional careers. To carry on his legacy, we're on a mission to prove that a career in the trades is a rewarding one. In his honor, the Barron team created the Dan L. Barron Trades Scholarship, which will provide opportunities to individuals looking to enter the HVAC, electrical, or plumbing trades. Barron will provide two $5,000 scholarships to Bellingham Technical College. Start a new career this new year. Apply today. Applications may be submitted at barronheating.com scholarship now through January 31st. Barron, your full-service HVAC, electrical, and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives. That storm was intense. I can't believe it took down all those trees. Yeah, especially the one that came through our roof. The whole thing needs to be replaced. Who did your brother use last year? Wasn't it like Justin's? Justin's. He's still bragging about how fast, affordable, and professional they were. And I gotta admit, Justin's roofing really improved the whole look of his house. Well, the longer we wait to get someone out here, the worse the damage inside the house is gonna get. You mean you're not calling your buddies to help you replace it yourself? Heck no. Job like this needs professionals. We need a roof that'll hold up to Northwest weather and comes with a warranty. Agreed. 
Searching Jostin's Roofing. I think it's Justin's. Look, Jostin'sRoofing.com says they give free quotes, are licensed, bonded, insured, and are a family-owned and operated business with over 20 years serving Northwest Washington. I still say it's Justin's Roofing. It's Jostin's, spelled with two O's. Just call 815-ROOF. Oh, you guys, what a great show we're having this morning. And I can't believe we only have one more segment left, and it's going to go so fast. I'm going to pull on a couple callers very quickly because I have one last story that I want Joshua to share before we wrap up this day. And Luann, bless your heart. I just love you. Welcome to the call. (laughs) Thank you so much, and I just love your program. You're the best MC on the whole place, I tell you. Anyway, I just wanted to give kudos, kudos to Dr. Ron and Joshua for sticking up for their rights. You know, nobody seems to have any guts anymore, and I am just so proud of these two men. I cannot tell you. um, I have felt the same way from the start. I've said it's just like the Gestapo coming after you. And I'm old enough to remember World War II and the Germans, so I know what I'm talking about. But I just want you to know that I have fought this from the very start. So I just want to give them thanks and thank you for having the show. Oh, Luann, you're so sweet. Thank you so much for your call in. Oh, that's so sweet of you. All right, and next, Cynthia, thank you so much for calling back. She's a registered nurse that called in. So, Cynthia, welcome to Saturday Morning Live. Yes, I want to um, also thank Joshua's wife for extending the grace that I needed as a registered nurse, worked as a nurse manager for years as a long-term care nurse, and I knew better, but I did allow myself, which surprised me, to be coerced and take two of the inoculations, ended up with a very serious cardiac event, still taking metropolol. And I will tell you um, what you're also doing is in letting people in a reasonable way speak to their doctors. I mean, I've had three family heir um, members, just a fact. So thank you. Um, dying of untoward effects, and I'm talking about anaphylaxis, my baby brother at 13 months from penicillin, my husband, my first husband from hide, and that was the whole thing, stopping his respirations. So all you're doing is being reasonable and letting people know what untoward effects and side effects are. I've had the grace um, to be able to say to my friends at Be Brave why I allowed myself knowing better and knowing what this um, this particular not giving immunity. And I also work for a pediatrician, so thank you for saying I thank am you. not an anti-vax person. So thank you for giving the grace and actually supporting me in a very bad decision. But thank you for being out there, and please continue to speak up. Thank you so much for calling in. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much, Rebecca. That coming from a registered nurse and a heartfelt God bless you. God bless you. Bless your heart. So with that, now, we have a, uh, there is this such a great story that Josh told on the video that I hope you guys have written down called The Discarded, and then it's kind of a little slash lawless enforcement on Rumble. And again, it's on my comments on the announcement for this day on Facebook, so you'll find it there to find the link, and we will put the link out again, but in between when when you had gotten they called you into the office and they said well 
you know what, and, and until this day, we're just going to let you go anyway until the final day. Talk to us about what took place. There's, a, there's an event that took place that showed no matter what, you can't lay down your heart, the badge that lives in your heart of how you want to serve the community. This is such a wonderful story. And then a little sh- you want to give a shout-out to some employers out there, which I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'd been put on administrative leave, and so I didn't. I didn't have a job. I was told that I can't use my police powers at the time. Um, And I had just signed a conditional offer with the Whatcom County Sheriff's Office, and I was on my way home. And um, I saw a woman standing on a bridge, and it looked like she may jump. And I had a decision to make. Do I, you know, keep on driving, or do I pull over and and help this person in distress? And, and, uh, again, you know, I'm a – I want to protect the community. That's what I'm about. And I pulled over and uh, talked to the the gal and, you know, found out that uh, she had lost her job and um, just things weren't going well. And and so I I, uh, told her I lost my job as well and asked if I could stand up there with her and I was able to talk her down and and get her some help. And, um, you know, it was kind of at that point too that I, I really wanted to continue with law enforcement and not back out of it. It's just, again, it's a lot of us do the job because we do want to help folks, and and uh, that's what I wanted to continue doing. So. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. You want to hear more details on that? His whole That whole story is also in, in his Rumble article. So you kind of let the cat out of the bag a little mm-hmm. bit in that story and that you, had, you were under preliminary uh, pre- I wouldn't say uh, of with with the sheriff's office with Bill Elfel. So yeah. talk to us about. So it what's was still place. it was still a really scary time uh, because when I did get terminated, I still didn't have a, another job. Um, so I was kind of jobless, but I was going through the hiring process with the Whatcom County Sheriff's Office, and um, I still had uh, you know a psych evaluation and medical, and so it wasn't for sure, but um, it, it worked out. And again, just. A shout out to all the employers that were out there that actually picked up folks that were uh, terminated from the mandates. I can't thank you enough. Um, uh, Bill Alpha, I can't thank you enough for giving me the opportunity and chance to, to work for a great agency and, and how welcoming your staff and uh, my coworkers have been. Uh, it's just been, it's been great. So one thing about the sheriff and at least our <laughs> local sheriff with uh, Sheriff Bill Alpha, he has not followed the mandate in that that was enforced because he was, you know, in the county rather than in the city of Bellingham, he was able to say, no, my officers get autonomy. My officers get to be able to not take the jab or the shot or this this um, lawless man- mandate of the of of the inocul- inoculation. So, you know, truly God bless him for making that stand. That was not easy. And he got persecuted heavily for that as well. And, and uh, in your video, you said, I mean, there's probably a lot of people that were turning and, and what it, what was his response? I'm trying to take as many as I can, mm-hmm. right? He's, mm-hmm. he's trying to pick up as mm-hmm. many officers and, and good officers. Mm-hmm. So, so tell us, are, is in, is the sheriff department well-staffed and, and at least do they have a good staff now because of the fallout or are they hurting for officers still needing more? Yeah, new I, new recruits to come in. Yeah, I don't think they're hurting as bad. I think we're, we're, I think every agency is still struggling to find uh, good folks. Just it's just a hard time for law enforcement right now. But um, you know, 
good on the people that are still wanting to get in law enforcement. We still need really good men and women to, to step up and, and do this job. And, um, but yeah, without the mandate, it makes it easier to find folks. Mm. It indeed does for sure. And I know there's other local cities, I think the city of Everson tried to pick up some of the mm-hmm. state patrol that were, mm-hmm. it lost the mandate. And again, you know, the, the appreciation that we layperson out here have for those of you in office, you officers, even those of you that have, ha- or family members of those of you that have had to, and chosen to take the, the, the jab and the shot just to stay an officer, thank you. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I pray for you that, that your body will, will be well and that, that you won't have any future adverse effects at all from this. Thank you that stayed ended to, and, and chose to take it, and thank you that left, but yet still chose to remain in law enforcement. Do you know how many uh, that's decided, I'll take an early retirement, I'm done, or chose to completely different career path? And out of the law enforcement, many mm-hmm. that are now, you know, re- construction workers and doing other things that used to be in law enforcement mm-hmm. at one time mm-hmm. and decided not to go back. And that has hurt as it has hurt our military, which is a whole other topic that I could just rave about with, with such passion and frustration and anger that they would, they would um, be uh, literally killing off our military as a result of this shot because many, many, many have have died so that's just a whole nother thing so Rebecca any last thoughts of 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 that which you have been you've been on you've been a frontline walker and runner too and and there and um you are so well spoken I want to thank you first of all as a wife to to Joshua for being that undying support because you had to go through this with him and and for every one of you listening that have had are, are the spouse of someone that has had to go through this and um, you know, if you want to talk to them a minute, just just give us your heart because your heart is so beautiful. Well, we love our spouses, and I love Josh, and I will support him until the day I take my last dying breath. But I guess my last words would be I think that we are in a whole heap of a mess right now. And unless we move forward with some kind of modicum of unity, we're not going to be able to affect change. And so I would just say – we want to hold people responsible for people who were in positions of authority and power for the decisions they made. And one way of doing that is not to rip one another apart and to attack people who made different decisions than us, but it's to come together in the spirit of unity and to really hold those people, their feet to the fire and so that we can begin to get justice for everyone. Oh, Rebecca. Amen. Amen to that. And as we have just a few seconds left on this show, first of all, thank you to every one of our first responders out there that have held the line, that have stayed with it, that are serving our communities today. God bless each and every one of you and every one of you in every office that of, of even employment that has been affected by this. Great is your reward. And I, um, again, if you want to follow me on social media, just hashtag I am Becky anywhere. Instagram, I am Becky T. But uh, find me and I will bless you. And I just always have to say and declare, first of all, God bless America. And the second is God bless you and America shall be saved. Have a wonderful Saturday, my friends. We'll see you again. Thank you. Thank you.